Hi, everyone. You're listening to Making Account, a podcast that explores everyday financial topics to debunk common money myths. We're your hosts, Christina. And Will. Whether you're just establishing yourself financially, working to break that paycheck to paycheck cycle, or wanting to optimize your savings, we've been there. And done that and still have more to learn. So join us as we interview local financial experts, answer your burning questions, and share our own money experiences on Making Making It Count. Hey, everybody. We're here for a unique episode of Making It Count. Usually, we focus on the financial aspects of life, but during this difficult time, we're ready to share some advice for getting through the ongoing shutdowns due to COVID-19. That's right, Will. Edition Financial recently asked their members to share some good news and help spread the positivity during this time that's not always so positive. So I'm so excited to share these stories with all of our listeners today. I think it's going to be really good. I need all the good news I can get right now. It's very negative out there at the moment, which is why we'll be interviewing two positivity experts, the, uh, the author of Edition Financial's On the Plus Side blog, as well as a local licensed mental health counselor. That is great. I'm so excited about the two resources that we're talking to today. And we're going to share some local news and events in the sum up that we would love to share with our listeners to better help cope with the social distancing measures and being away from your family and friends. This is a very much needed episode, I think. I agree. Let's get started. So, Will, what have you been doing to keep yourself mentally and physically healthy during this time? Okay, so... I actually last week started to run in the mornings. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait a second. You're running? I know. Running to the, the wine glass on the other <laughs> side of the of the of your off of your room? Well, there's that too. But <laughs> for anyone who does know me, I am very exercise adverse. But I found that I was just like in my house so much between like you're just you wake up, you go to work in the other room and then you go back to your other room to go to bed. And it's just like the same rinse and repeat all the time. So I actually downloaded this app called um, Couch to 5K Mm -hmm. and it takes you like over a month and it brings you to like doing a full 5K, even if you're not like a runner at the very beginning. It's been really nice, though. I like it. That's really great. Not easy. No, but it's nice. (laughs) I'm going to hold you accountable to that. So what about you, Christina? Um, we have been doing, I have two young kids at home. So I have a seven and nine, a nine-year-old and they're missing their friends deeply as as we are too. So we're doing a lot of Zoom play dates and it's so funny seeing my daughter, my nine-year-old on a Zoom call with her best friends and they're missing school and stuff. So that's really nice. And then we're doing like adult Zoom nights at night. Are you doing a Zoom happy hour? We're I've doing done Zoom those. happy hours. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I meet up with my friends every other week and we do a Zoom happy hour and we chat and gossip. And so that has been really great. And it's connected us with people that don't live near us. So that has been that has been really great. So I think that has has helped me a lot. Absolutely. I feel like I'm talking to some of my friends more than normal right now, yes. which is actually good. So I'm really excited to introduce our guests, Valerie Moses and Hillary Bornstein, who have both been focusing on the positive side of life during this crisis. Hi, you guys. Can you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Valerie Moses. I'm in community engagement and partnerships here at Edition Financial. And I am proud to be the author of the On the Plus Side blog series and just really excited for our little crossover today. And I'm Hillary Bornstein. I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a private practice in Central Florida. 
We are so excited to have both of you on here and can't wait to learn all the tips and tricks. And I've been really enjoying the On the Plus Side blog. So we're so excited to have like a live version of it. I know Hillary's been a contributor, so I'm really excited. Um, So let's jump right into it. My first question is about work. Will and I are both working from home right now. So that is a big thing for us. And a lot of the positive stories from the Edition Financial members on uh, social media were really happy to point out that they don't have those long commutes anymore, which is awesome for me. I have put gas in my tank like first time in like six weeks. Um, But it's also and also spending more time with their family. So can working from home really be a positive thing? I think it really can be. It's something that a lot of people I think were really pushing for before the pandemic took place. And so companies have really had to shift the way that they do business and the way that people can work. I know for me personally, I've really enjoyed being able to work from home and kind of set some of my meetings and schedules that way. And not having the commute time actually allows me to meet with more people and sometimes make more of an impact in the community. So um, working from home can definitely be a positive for a lot of people if they know how to set their boundaries correctly. Absolutely, I agree. I think that working from home allows people to have a lot more autonomy over their work environment, which can be a really great, healthy thing for people. Um, I know we've all seen those like funny memes that joke about how this meeting could have been an email. <laughs> and I think we're all sort of seeing how true that is. Um, so yeah, I think it can be a positive thing if if we know how to do it properly. I think that's so true. It's very interesting, but I'm wondering about like the flip side. Um, you know, working from home sounds good until you're getting phone calls and emails after you've already logged off for the day. So what are some ways that people can protect that time off that they need once they've actually like left work, quote unquote? Yeah, I think that um, Valerie touched a little bit on boundaries. And I think that that is uh, by, by far the most important thing for people to keep in mind. I think that when we're going to an office every day, those boundaries are start, are sort of baked in already. You know, you're sort of mentally preparing for your day on your drive to your office and then you sit down and you have this routine and then you're sort of unwinding on the drive home and we've lost some of that uh, that's there organically so it's just going to take a little bit more effort on our part to go out of our way to reintegrate some of those boundaries. I definitely need to do that myself so what are some tips about setting those boundaries at home? One thing that I tell clients Uh, that can be really helpful is to have a designated work area in your home and to make sure that that's nowhere near any of your relaxation spaces. We really want to keep those relaxation spaces sacred. So if you can avoid working in your bedroom, that's really key. Um, Making sure that you sign off when five o'clock hits or whenever you are going to be off the clock, you're actually off the clock, I think is really important and putting all of that away. I completely agree. I think um, having spaces in my apartment that I'm not going to be working um, make it a lot easier for me to set those boundaries. And some people might even set an automatic out of office if they have trouble, you know, not responding to emails after a certain point in time, they may set their out of office to auto respond that, you know, hey, I'll, I'll be back in touch tomorrow morning at this time. Um, if, if they have trouble, you know, setting that boundary, that's just another way to kind of automate it just a little bit more. 
So I feel like there's a lot of positive stories coming out of all this. I know for me, I've had to change a lot of my ways. Like we were just talking about like seeing our friends in a different way and those kind of things. And it's really been lovely, even though we've had this like physical isolation. So Valerie, what are some of the interpersonal relationships that you've heard of that have really come out of all of this? Well, we've asked for a lot of stories from our members, and we heard from one member who was quarantined with her daughter and grandchildren. So she's been getting to enjoy some of those family dinners and playing with her kids. It really is a great time for reconnection. For me personally, two of my best friends from college live in Seattle and in Nebraska, and we ended up celebrating one of our birthdays on um, on Google Hangouts. And so it was a really nice way to kind of get together when we might not normally do that, we kind of have our own lives, own things that we might be doing, but getting friends together from all over the country to be able to celebrate was really a powerful thing for me and really something that I want to continue doing when this quarantine is long over. Yeah, I was just going to add to that that I've heard a lot of both professionally and personally uh, stories from people who have really been enjoying this extra face time with their kids. Uh, especially people who have small children who work full-time. I have a friend who was so excited because this is her second baby, and she got to witness him crawling for the first time when she probably would have missed that. You know, they kiddos don't tend to, like, save their milestones for the weekends or after 5 p.m., so there are definitely some things that people are getting to experience that they wouldn't get to if we were as busy as we are normally. Oh, that's so sweet. So speaking of people that we love, one area of wellness that I think is important in figuring out is how to cope with so much togetherness. Mm-hmm. Even when you love someone, it can be a lot to be with them 24 hours a day. So, Will, you're at home with your husband 24 hours, right? Yep. Hillary, you're at home with your husband and two small children 24 hours, right? I, my husband goes to work and comes back, so I don't have him 24 hours. So yeah, what's some, what is a distance makes the heart grow fonder, but right now there's no distance. So what are some tips for that? I think speaking up and voicing when you need that time is really important because we all have different uh, thresholds for togetherness. Some people are more extroverted and can tolerate being around those we love more and some are more introverted and this is a really difficult time for them. And so being able to communicate with the people in our home and let them know, hey, I need an hour to go not see anyone's face and, and talk for a while. That's okay. Uh, and protecting those those moments so that if, you know, especially for parents, if they hear their kid yelling for them, but they know it's not an emergency and you've designated the next 45 minutes to read a book or take a shower, don't think that you have to go rushing out 45 minutes they'll be okay and and really protect that time for yourself on the flip side so I actually have a different situation than the rest of the group I live by myself and um, there are you know pros and cons to that Um, from a work perspective it's great because I'm able to really concentrate set all of my work out on my whole kitchen table and kind of take up the whole apartment however I need to Um, but it is isolating you know on the weekends and Um, not being able to socialize in the same way. So for those who do live on your own, I think it's so important to look for that source of connection, reach out to friends maybe that you haven't spoken with in a long time. Um, And if you have friends who live by themselves, I encourage you reach out to them maybe once a week, do a check-in and see how they're doing um, because it really can make all the difference. 
one thing that I and kind of piggybacking on what Will said is I'm at home sitting at my desk a lot before when I'm in the office, I'm really walking around and going to the different um, different places in the office. But right now I'm literally just sitting in one space. So I love that you're doing Couch to 5K, Will. That's awesome. But what are other some unique what are uh, some other unique ways that people are taking to be more active I've seen a lot of people getting out in nature, going for walks or runs outside. Um, plenty of gyms are doing online streaming and on social media, they're streaming workouts for free. Um, UCF has at their Rec and Wellness Center, they're doing workout Wednesdays where they're offering classes on YouTube and on Instagram Live. Um, for me personally, I'm doing kickboxing classes at home every day, and that's really increased my productivity. It's put me in a better mood. And when this quarantine is over, if you guys need a bodyguard or anything like that. <laughs> we know the um, call. Exactly. Don't mess with Valerie is what we're is what she's saying. <laughs> exactly. It's okay. I can run away from her. <laughs> Another thing I would add too is that sometimes we feel like we have to be super productive when we're getting out and moving our body. And sometimes just making your sandwich for lunch and putting it on a plate and walking outside and eating on your front porch or in your backyard is enough to mix it up and to get a fresh perspective. Studies show that it's a lot harder for us to be anxious when we're outside. So for people who are struggling, just getting outside for 10 minutes, even if it's to drink your cup of coffee is, um, can be really, really restorative. Or your evening glass of wine. <laughs> whatever you'd prefer. <laughs> Morning wine might sign point point to the wrong thing, but you know. Well, I mean mimosa. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, so I've been reading a lot about mindfulness and things like yoga and meditation. Um, how can those things help people cope with the challenges of staying home? Mindfulness is all about being present in the here and now and in the present moment. And that can be what we all need to be able to get through this tough time. I think it can be really overwhelming for people. And so attending to what's happening in the room in this present moment is really, really important because in the room, we're usually safe and we're usually okay. And that's an important thing to remember. And so that can go a long way for people. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people, when they think of mindfulness and meditation, they think that it needs to be this religious experience or something that they have a lot of experience with that can be really challenging. But there are ways um, to make it a little bit easier and more accessible. Um, Even just putting down your phone and sitting outside, as Hillary was talking about before, can really make all the difference. Um, Another form of meditation, if that's something that you're looking to pick up as a practice right now, is looking at some of the free guided meditations out there. Um, Right now, Audible is offering um, sleep time meditations, and they even have um, celebrity guests such as Diddy and um, Nick Jonas doing some of the the meditations. So if it's something that you're thinking you might want to try, that may be a good gateway into it. Christina, you can have Nick Jonas lull you to sleep. (laughs) How exciting. I I just can't imagine like P. Diddy being that soothing to me. I don't know. Have you have you tried either of those? I've tried P. Diddy. Oh, really? Yes. So how was it like? Give us the review. I fell asleep after about five minutes. Um, So 
I wasn't able to make it through the full meditation, um, but he really had kind of a soothing voice. Oh, they should have Leslie Jordan do one of those. His Instagram oh. has been like actually getting me through this whole time. Really? His Instagram, if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. He's gone like viral and everything through this whole time. Hillary, do you do any kind of meditation practice or anything on your own? Um, yeah, I think it depends on, you know, what kind of state I'm in. If I'm feeling a little wound up, some things that can be really helpful is to change our breathing. So if we exhale longer than we inhale, and I always tell people whatever's comfortable. So inhale for two, exhale for four, inhale for three, exhale for six. But exhaling longer than the inhale actually downregulates our entire nervous system. So it's a, it's a shortcut to sort of calm down everything and regulate everything. And if that is too difficult for you, what you can try is singing because when, if you think about what happens when we sing, we exhale longer than the inhale, right? So some people think that you have to listen to, I don't know, Pavarotti or something and sing to something soothing, but it can, it can some be opera. heavy metal, whatever your thing is. It doesn't matter. As long as we're exhaling longer than we inhale, we're good. I don't know how my husband, I mean, I could sing the entire soundtrack to Hamilton. So maybe that would be a stress reliever Ooh, for me. I want to yeah. see that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You have, to, you have to do your little tap dance too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Totally. Tap dancing could be a stress reliever. Oh, yeah. It's actually tap dancing day soon, so I'm excited about that. Um, so what are other fun ways, Valerie, you've been writing about these. What are some fun things that you have, have found that we can do that are could be stress relievers or just getting yourself out of the house? We've seen a lot of our members adopting and fostering pets right now. Um, one of the really heartwarming stories that I've seen come up time and time again is that the animal shelters are, a lot of them are emptying out right now because people are adopting and fostering. Now you have to think about what your responsibilities are, of course, going to be when um, when everything opens back up. But even fostering a dog or a cat for a little while to get through this time um, can make you feel better and you're helping someone out that really needs it. So that's something we've been seeing a lot of and some of the stories we've been hearing. Absolutely. My actually my little brother is fostering a puppy that's gonna be a service dog. Oh wow. program. So you, get, you get a puppy for four months and you do all the basic training and it's given him something to do. It's been really positive for him and the pup. Oh, puppies that's are amazing. so hard too. That's awesome. Good for your brother. That's great. That's such like a nice story. And I think right now it's so easy to get sucked into the the 24 hour news cycle, which is literally mm -hmm. just the same thing on repeat. And it feels it feels so heavy sometimes um, and so negative. And people really want that nice, positive story to something to like lift their spirits a little bit. So, Valerie, what's one of your favorite positive stories right now? One event that's coming up that you can watch online is the Orlando Fringe Theater Festival. So as many events right now are getting canceled and um you know, we're looking for ways to entertain ourselves while we're maybe at home, not able to get out quite as much. Um, Orlando Fringe Festival and other events are starting to go virtual. And so they're going to have some online videos through May 25th um, through their Facebook page. So I think it's a really great way um, to stay connected. And it's just so cool to see some of these cultural institutions um, providing content for free that we can all enjoy. And, and I would encourage people, you know, this is a time where we really can reconnect to the things that bring us joy. So consuming positive entertainment, whether that's 
you know, rewatching a favorite show from childhood or, you know, um, maybe watching something with your kids that they've never seen. I know my husband's really getting a kick of out of showing the original Ninja Turtles to our son. Oh. <laughs> I think he's doing it more you know, this is a time when we have the time to do those things. So take advantage of it. Really right now, some of us have time to volunteer and to do some of those things. Hillary, what are the uh, mental health benefits of doing that? Anytime the output of what we're doing or thinking or saying is positive, that's going to only increase the benefits for our mental health. So if we're helping others, we're going to increase self-esteem. We're going to uh, sleep better at night. We're going to feel better overall, which is really the most important thing to nurturing our emotional well-being and our mental health overall. Absolutely. And you may not think there are ways to give back right now, but there are so many ways to volunteer virtually. Um, United Way has a full article of ways that you can be a virtual volunteer, either with them or some of the associated nonprofits on their website, but you could Google, you know, virtual volunteer opportunities or simply offer to pick up groceries for someone who may be, you know, a little more vulnerable, unable to get out of the house. Look for ways that you can help, um, you know, ask other people, you know, what can I do for you? I know my mom has been sewing masks and stuff and, and just keeping themselves busy by giving back to others. There's also the organization Six Feet Closer where you can volunteer to create videos for frontline workers and healthcare workers, just thanking them. So that's something that doesn't take much time, but will definitely brighten someone's day and therefore brighten yours. All right. So one last question before our break, what's a simple practice that people can do to feel better about the state of the world? Well, I've actually been doing something that Hillary suggested in one of the On the Plus Side blogs. Um, So having a gratitude practice and really thinking about, you know, what I'm grateful for in this time where life may look very different from what we're all used to. Um, So writing down three things that I'm grateful for maybe at the end of the day and then taking a look at it the next day and really, um, you know, thinking about those things throughout the day, reminding myself about all of the positive things that are out there because they are. And if we take the time, I think, to notice them, um, it makes all of the challenges of the day a lot easier to get through. I'm so glad that that was a helpful thing for you. I think that it's really important to remember to practice gratitude. There's overwhelming research that shows that it's physiologically impossible to be anxious while we're practicing gratitude. So, It is a really effective way to feel better. I personally, if I'm having a really bad day, I turn that three things into 10 things. And I just keep listing things until it doesn't seem so bad anymore. So that's definitely um, something that I would encourage. And then I would just add, it's really important to unplug when we can. So even if that's just during mealtime with our family, Or, you know, it sounds silly to even have to say this, but when you go into the bathroom to take a shower, don't bring your phone with you. (laughs) People do that. It's the last thing they look at before they hop in the shower, and it's the first thing they look at when they they get out of the shower. And I think it's really important to unplug, um, and it's something that is easy to do that I think we all could do more of. I think that's such a great way to, like, combat the piling on of, like, 
you know, like the mental list of like things that you're anxious about and you just, it's one problem after and it could be the smallest thing. It could be like the floors mm-hmm. are dirty. I haven't mopped the floors in a while or something stupid like that. But just to, instead of that break away and say like, what am I grateful for? Like, what yeah. do I have gratitude for? I love the unplugged idea because I know when this all first started, I have two school school age children and all over social media were all these different things like, oh, top 10 experiments that fun kid things that you can do with your kids. And I'm like, I just started getting so overwhelmed and thinking like, I'm such a bad mom. Like I can't, I don't have time to do these things with my kids. And like it just all this guilt piled on me. So I just backed away from it. And I'm like, I can't right now we're going to pause. I can't have that. I got to not drown (laughs) myself. And I worked my way out of it. So I really love that idea. I think that's a great thing. I'll, I'll practice with my husband and I, um, we're going to take a quick break. So you guys stick around and we'll be back with our making it count essentials. This podcast is brought to you by addition financial, a member owned not-for-profit financial cooperative. Count them into your financial journey by exploring their educational content, membership, and everything they have to offer at additionfi.com. Federally insured by NCUA and an equal housing lender. Welcome back. Now it's time for Making It Count Essentials, which is our speed interview round. So get ready for some rapid fire positivity questions. Oh, I love positivity questions. So I'm going to start. So Hillary, this one's for you. What is a great mental health boost that you can think of that we should incorporate? Sleep. Getting enough sleep. Yes. I think that we all know how important sleep is for overall physical and mental health. But for some reason, it kind of goes unnoticed and undervalued. And we need to make sure that we're getting a good, solid eight hours of sleep every night. That's such good advice. We usually focus on financial advice. What's a positive financial change people can make right now, Valerie? You definitely want to spend this time making and fine-tuning your budget. If possible, paying down debt or working on your emergency savings. A lot of us are spending less right now, or at least you're spending less in certain categories. I know for me, working from home, um, transportation. So realigning your spending and getting your financial house in order. Definitely been spending a lot less at the theme parks. <laughs> oh, that's not even going there. Too All right. I too, way too soon. All right, Hillary, this one's for you. So right now, because a lot of us are working from home, we feel like there's added pressure to be to prove that we're being extra productive. What is is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it depends on how it makes you feel. I think if our productivity is tied to our self-worth, then that's not a healthy thing. Being productive can feel good, but if it's at the expense of our mental health, then it's it's not worth it. The reality is we're all sort of figuring this out. And so if you need to lower the bar, now's the time. A lot of people are looking for ways to support small business owners. So Valerie, what in your opinion is the best way to do that right now? I think a great way to support local businesses is to buy gift cards or gift certificates and put them away either to give as gifts later, um, possibly give to um, first uh, first responders or essential workers, um, or to order from local restaurants when you can afford to. Um, we've even seen some stories of businesses using some of the proceeds they've received to purchase gift cards from other businesses at this time. Giving back, I love it. All right, Hillary, you get the last question. So what is one simple thing that we can do to feel better every single day? I think getting outside and breathing some fresh air and feeling the sunshine and 
remembering that our whole world is not the four walls of our home and and you know just getting out there and and recentering ourselves i love that well thank you both i think this was really helpful yeah guys thank you so much and we're actually going to jump in and we would love to hear your feedback and you play along with us um our next segment's called the sum up where we're going to add and include all the cool news that we've heard throughout the past couple of weeks so this week in the sum up, we want to focus on some local events and good news stories similar to the ones that Valerie shares in the On the Plus Side blog series. Let's start with some educational good news because education is close to my heart. And the first story that I found was the Windy Ridge K through eight school is actually making they're using their 3D printers to actually make mat, uh, face shields and ear savers for medical workers. Isn't that so cool? Like just using your 3D printer. I love it. The second story is one about the Kennedy Space Center offering at-home education resources for kids. It's really cool. Yeah, this is such a cool offer because I know um, parents are struggling to work and keep their kids engaged. Um, so when students are trying to learn some of these STEM topics, learning from actual astronauts and people who work for NASA is such a great way to get engaged. Um, especially now with school ending. This is a great online resource that they can use through the summer. My kids love Kennedy Space Center, so I'm definitely going to have to utilize that one. That's a great one. All right. Are there any Harry Potter fans in the house, Hillary? Harry Potter fan? Of course. Oh, Harry Potter fan? Oh, for sure. I may have hosted a Triwizard tournament in college. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for all my Harry Potter fans, you can actually – well, this – You know, the kids would like it, but I have a feeling a lot of adults would like this too. Celebrities, including Daniel Radcliffe, are taking turns reading chapters from the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone online. That is so cool. Daniel Radcliffe can read it to you. Like, how cool is that? You guys are downloading it right now, aren't you? That's why I've, yeah, (laughs) I've lost them. (laughs) I actually did send that to my niece and nephew because they're reading the books for the first time. And so they've been really enjoying that. That's so cool. So the last thing that I wanted to mention is the double tree. Um, If you've ever seen the double tree, you know that when you check in, you get these amazing cookies that are like they feel like they're fresh out of the oven Mm. and they have made their cookie recipe available to the public. Yeah, so many of us have been experimenting in the kitchen lately. Um, so if everybody's you, making bread. Yes. Um, so if you do decide to <laughs> Not experiment me. with this recipe, um, you know who to call. I will be happy to taste test any of these cookies for you. Have you done any experimenting in the kitchen? Yes, with my crock pot. I've oh. been exploring all kinds of recipes with that. So that's been um, really, really fun in the quarantine. Nice. What about you, Hillary? You experimenting in the kitchen? Oh, yes. I joke that every night it's like a, I pretend like I'm on an episode of Chopped because <laughs> I'm trying to switch. So actually, we've had some really delicious meals. And I joke with my husband that he better enjoy it because we'll never have that exact combination again. <laughs> I love that show. I love that like they have the weirdest like there's I've learned foods from that show like jicama. I had no I had no clue what jicama was until I watched like two episodes and they included they were like your ingredients are Fruit Loops, jicama and like mustard. And it was, <laughs> that was it. Unlike Chopped, at my house, my cooking is more like, nailed it. Like, <laughs> I am a fate. Like, I I just, you know, 
this is what it's gonna be. Nailed it. My husband swears I should be on that show. We made Jello for the first time because my son had to do a, an earthquake, simulate an earthquake. I made Jello. Like, like I've like never from, made like, Jello before. Like not the instant Jello. You're no, talking about like, like you made. We made Jello. Wow. I know that that's the most. I I'm sorry, guys. That's that's as far as my cooking abilities go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being here. Hillary, Valerie, thank you so much for sharing your positivity and all of these great resources and ideas. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, then we'll just wrap it up. And and our favorite segment, Will, are you ready? Yes. What, what did, did we, we learn, learn today? today? So I think this was such a helpful episode. Um, Christina, what did you learn today? I loved and I had heard about this before and I'm so glad that Hillary reminded me that you the exhaling longer than you do inhale it almost like tricks your body and I thought that that was such a great thing so I'm going to definitely utilize that because having two kids at home and also working full time and then my husband like I love the idea of like taking a, a long exhale and a shorter inhale I'm definitely going to give that a try sing some opera and sing some Hamilton yeah do it I think for me, um, what I I have to keep reminding myself, and I think Hillary said it really well, was your productivity should not be tied to your self-worth. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important thing to remind my, like, I have to remind myself of it constantly because I get into this mindset of like, oh, I'm I'm being lazy or I'm like, I'm not doing enough because I see people on Instagram making bread or mm -hmm. they're like, you know running more than I'm running or they're doing something that I'm not doing. And I'm like, why am I not, you know, getting out there and making it happen? But sometimes you just need to take a break and it's okay not to always be doing something. Yeah. That has been hard for our family because we're always the go, go, go family. Mm -hmm. And right now we can't. So I, I think that that's a good one for me too. We always want to leave our listeners with some resources to help them out. So that's why the how to make account segment is important to us. And we put all the links to all these stories that we just talked about into our show notes. But we also want to let people know about Edition Financials on the Plus Side blog series, which Valerie writes. It's such a great series. I really look forward to it every week. Anyone can subscribe to get email notifications for when a new post is released. It's a combination of positive news stories, wellness tips, and just fun little nuggets. I think everybody can use some help right now, and these posts are a great way to find it. We will definitely be posting the link to that in our show notes as well. And if you need some positive news in your life, um, Addition Financial's Facebook and Instagram accounts, they ask people to share. Will, I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but they ask people to share what is some positive that has come out of all this COVID-19 situation, and it is awesome. I haven't read all of them, but I really want to go do that now because I feel like I'm getting a preview and I'm really excited to start seeing like people's actual personal stories. And there's um, pictures of babies and doggies and kittens. And it's so neat. Like there's stories about one of the a lot of them are saying they're so happy, kind of like Hillary and I were saying that we we're spending extra time with our kids. Um, that we're getting to have these moments with our parents and and it's just been it's so nice so if you need to pick me up go check out the instagram and facebook page which will also be in our show notes of course and that's a wrap on this episode of making it count thanks so much for joining us today 
And if you like what you heard, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can also subscribe or follow to stay up to date on our latest episodes. In the meantime, send us your questions and share your success stories by emailing us at podcast at And whatever you do, make, make it count. It count.